of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. I'm Bill Bush of DriveRangeHeroes.com. Not going to read off all my social medias because if you're listening at this point, you already know them anyway. Let's face it. Joined by, as always, my good friend, Chris McEwen of ChrisMcEwen.com. The same policy applies for him. Chris, how are you? (laughs) What's up, man? How's it going? Ah, boy, today is a rough one. Not going to lie to you. Today was a rough one. Um, I can't tell you I feel like um, I'm losing my mind in my basement kind of a thing. Yeah. Like I expected or I have had. It's very much uh, this is a new reality and... In a, in a lot of ways, the world is crumbling down around us. It's even it's you know it. It very much reminds me of the recession right after college, and obviously, like no kidding, it's an economic downturn. I don't mean it just like that, but you you know the world in the long run is gonna be fine. Everything will work out eventually. Eventually, right? The yeah. health, science will figure something out. Worst case scenario, right? I think. Well, no. Worst case scenario, meaning it's like, man, this thing just doesn't seem to stop. Science will find a way to stop it. Right. Right. Or, hey, I'm the virus. I've just ran my course. That'll take care of it. Either way, there will be a recovery and a return to normalcy. Now we could, it's happened in the past, but the economic problems could last a long time. They might not, but in the grand scheme of things, the world will, will recover in some fashion. That said, it is rough having small kids not being allowed to experience normal small kid life experiences. I'm not even talking about congregating like at the bars and in social atmosphere, but you can't right. go to, you can't go to places without being on super, on super high alert. Now to be fair, Hey, that's a nice like first world Western issue. I have, there's people who live every day like that and I definitely sympathize with them, but this is just I and mean, I don't I don't think this is going to be a case of oh that April 30th extension and everything's back to normal go for it and um there's been enough rhetoric in the and not even just the media but I'll say just the general atmosphere that isn't taking it serious enough here locally I think the rest of the world might be different and they they're running their courses, whatever, you know, who knows what reality is, but it's concerning and you don't, I mean, New York, I I think New York, they said today had their first day of decreased reported cases and deaths. Yeah. But there's thought that their test, there wasn't much testing and it didn't line up. Either way, the number didn't seem to carry much weight. Um, yeah, you don't know if it's, I mean, you need, you need more data and 
we're reporting so many cases as is, and we are notoriously under tested and not managing things today in the country well, and we're playing catch up. And now that all the firsthand accounts of all the uh, first response and emergency workers are coming out, it's it's terrifying. It's not great. So I don't think we're back to normalcy in any way, shape, or form in the next four weeks. And I'm fine with that. It's a yeah. do the right thing issue. But let's not kid ourselves. This is our new normal for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I've come to terms with that already. It sounds like you're you're just coming to terms with it. But I've been telling. I mean, there's no way we are getting out of April with any sort of normalcy. I don't. So I guess I'm. I'm just kind of. I just feel like. Well, yeah. This is what we expected to happen, and so this is what's happening. And uh, you know, we'll wait and see what May looks like. I I agree with you. Well, and I was saying to you the other day, I I was predicting June. I mean, I th- mm-hmm. was it we recorded last week, and I said, when yeah. do you think things will just be relatively normal again? I think it'll be June. I don't think it's so much. I didn't expect it, and I'm coming. I, I came to terms with it. It's the. It's almost like even though I came to terms with it, the uh, impact to my mood and my being is starting to hit now. And I guess it would be called a mourning period in (laughs) circles. Um, But it's not just about me having to do my job from my basement every day or not being able to golf. It's, you know, having your three-year-old riding his little bike around on the sidewalk and being concerned because someone couldn't just be identified as a three-year-old who doesn't have sound judgment and the comprehension skills required to process the world right now. And they could take a longer route and avoid being here. Like, no, they're just going to walk right next to them and, you know, stop and be sleep, whatever. Right. Oh, and you're like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? You know, you're, yeah. you're smart enough. Just, just step into the grass a little bit. You're good. Right. So I think that has been what's hitting me and going, cheese. And then you see all the pictures today that were widely criticized of the Navy hospital ship. My, my uh, apologies for not remembering its name showing up in New York city today and everybody's scrambling to go seaside, if you will, and snap pictures of it. And you see these pictures and it's not social distance. They're they're packed in there doing it. And you're going, this isn't even a, hey, we don't understand a thing. We very much understand what's happening, right? especially in New York City. This thing's coming there because it's so wildly out of control. And you guys, you still you still can't be trusted. Here we are worried about, like, oh, what golf courses are open? People don't even realize in the middle of, you know, a modern-day plague. I'm going to get in trouble. This isn't the plague. I know it's not the plague. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> They're in the right in the middle of it, and they're gonna go run and pack themselves into taking pictures of this ship. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So that's that's where my head's been at. That's today. kind of interesting because we were making the uh, so we took the dog for a walk today, and we were actually making the observation that it seemed like many more people were paying attention now. Mm-hmm. Like people I are keeping I their will... distance. The, the streets are empty. Uh, there's just no one around and we're like, okay, it seems like people have gotten the message in the city and they're not 
They're not messing around anymore. Well, now that Lori took away your uh, your bike path and well, yeah, she had to put she had to put really everybody fun. in timeout. Yeah, I, I I I genuinely and I said this is this is what they're gonna have to start doing, and I think it genuinely made an impact where people went, oh shit, this is this is this is for real. I mean, they're they're taking this stuff away. All right, mm-hmm. all right, we'll just do it. It's very. Yeah. I feel like that's a very Chicago thing, though, and I don't pat this city on its back often, but you should. It's the greatest city in the world. They t- require a little. Uh, we require a little slapping around a little bit, but once we as a group decide, uh, we need to sort of just group together and. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can rally the right way. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm hesitant to call it rallying, but we we. Uh, have strong resolve, I guess. That right. said, we really have a million ways to argue against, but no, it's so. I think one historically, I feel like once this city gets the message, it manages it accordingly. Now, don't point to gun crime, that's a whole other story. Well, but, that's yeah, there's some but, underlying issues with that, but I understand what you're saying. This is a city that burned to the ground, man, and we rebuilt it in fact, bottom up. Yeah. Very fast. So, you forget. You're like, oh, yeah, the Chicago Fire was probably 1798 or 1803. And you're like, no, man, that was <laughs> yeah, that was very much in modern revolution era. You know, it. I, I don't know exactly what it was off the top of my head. Good Chicago citizen than I am. But, <laughs> like, basically, cross, you know, cross-continental commerce existed. You know, was it? Right. Right. It wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things. So, right. Anyhow, you know what you need to watch? What? You need to watch John Krasinski's new show, Jack Ryan, season three on uh, Amazon Prime. No, he started uh, a he started a YouTube show. I saw he interviewed Steve Carell today. Yeah, he started a show called Some Good News, and it's all like you know uplifting stories from the you know from the interwebs. And, uh, and yeah, so the highlight of it was he had his, some good news correspondent, Steve Carell come on the show and they were, uh, you know, cause it's the 15th anniversary of the office and, you know, they were talking about the show and how Krasinski, after they had shot the pilot, he was waiting tables at the time and they shot the pilot and the next day he was back to waiting tables. Like he just, you know, yeah, went back he, to it his wasn't actual the office job. yet. It was yeah. a pilot. Right. But um, they talk about, so are you an office guy? Have you watched yeah. a lot of The Office? Okay. Mm-hmm. So one of the all-time best, worst episodes was Dinner Party. It was on, on Comedy Central yesterday. It was, it was on yesterday. It's such a hard watch, but God, it's so good. It's like, it's amazing. And so they were talking about some of their favorite moments. And, um, and <laughs> they're talking about when when Michael Scott was showing off his plasma television. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when he said, he's like, you know, you can, you can like, if there's a lot of people or you can move it around. Cause it was on that like little mini telescope, telescopic, you know, um, wall, wall mount. mount. Yeah. And he like, he pushes it like four inches into the wall. Cause that's as far as it was go. And like, they couldn't get, they kept, they showed like the outtake of him and Krasinski just loot. They couldn't get through the scene. And even when they talked about it today, they could not get through. <laughs> I, I mean, just so fantastic. It was so good. I could see just the nature of Jim and John Krasinski that 
show being a little that his YouTube show it's on YouTube, I'm assuming. Yeah, it is being a little insufferable. But then you uh, telling me they still are dying over the plasma TV. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. It's going to be awesome. It's really I, funny. And they talk about. Part, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, they talk about uh, their goodbye, too, which is really good. It's a really cool story. Uh, I don't really have <laughs> the emotional wherewithal to handle that. Yeah, my wife cried watching it. i'm only laughing because it's relatable and i probably will but in normal circumstances i'd be judging her like crazy i uh i think the best when so the problem is with the dinner party is all the stuff that was the most hilarious in the beginning the first time you saw it you you know all the little catches they get you on already, so they yeah. they'll never be as funny again. Sure, and I think part of it is the whole that TV cost me two hundred dollars, <laughs> you know, because you think he's gonna say a thousand and right. Um, and I think even before you actually see the TV, you expect it to be this big giant thing, and it's tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the first time watching all those, it was so good. But now, the part that kills me every time I see it is basically the tensions have already gotten as high as they're going to go and are boiling over. And someone has the gall to ask about the tarped up window. <laughs> <laughs> and just every time about how, what is it? Michael heard the ice cream truck the and thought the window truck. was open and ran yeah. through it. Yeah. That, like, uh, you know, it used to not be as clean. It used to have smudges on it. And then that's when it gets real ugly, right? Because he's like, oh, because I'm the devil. And he's like, ah, I'm in hell. Ah, you know, and they're like. Yeah. And then he puts the St. Pauli girl sign back up. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite, like, running sort of bit in that whole thing is how much they call each other babe. Yeah. Like, and then. Like, all the time. It's like- so to hit you with John Krasinski being ins- insufferable and, you know, after finishing the whole series way back when I came to the realization, like, man, Pam and Jim both suck. They're the worst characters on the show. And <laughs> I believe it. And they're the, and then when it, you know, all the years later watching it back, they are the worst. I don't oh like God. them from season one on. Oh, I don't. They're don't amazing. at all. Um, but that last so you're, scene, you're in the camp that they were like bullies or something. No, um, just neither the neither of them were really great people, and we can save that maybe for our new podcast, uh, Golf Guys Talking <laughs> Office. <laughs> no, Golf Guys Talking Shop, a show about the office. Right there, you go. See, um, but the scene at the end where there he, I think it's the bit where having stolen Hunter's CD is very funny. But yeah. they they're sitting there like doing the whole babe thing in the car, and you're like, the joke yeah. was funny, and you you guys just like tried to throw gas on the joke fire. Instead, you just <laughs> made it. You took it too uh, far. But what a good episode! I mean, those. Yeah. I I'm also big in the camp. Those first what three ish seasons were so good. Some of the best television that's ever been done. Easily. It, it by far yeah yeah once it was kind of funny because once they split off from the british scripts i feel like that's when it like got really good yeah so I think the, the first the first two or three episodes were like exact replicas how good was the basketball episode 
that's a great episode too. I also feel like it's very stereotypical. Oh, if you're gonna talk office lore. It's like, oh, the yeah. basketball episode, but the basketball yeah. episode is just so yeah. good. That's when when they talk about a reunion and Steve Carell's like Michael Scott couldn't get away with the stuff that he did before. It wouldn't be funny. No, right. Because like picking Stanley to play basketball, and then when Stanley dribbles a basketball, and Michael Scott's like, "What is go? What? What the hell, man? You know, like, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff." And Stanley was dying. Stanley, <laughs> Barack Obama's president. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, what a show. Anyway, yeah. I guess we're gonna talk about at least one show of some sort every episode. Moving on now. Well, I was gonna it was Ozark. I was going to point out, I was jacked after, you know, after turning off the mics, I had to go out and watch some Ozark. And my wife's like, let's watch Walking Dead. I went, oh, really? Well, I knew it was torn because I'm like, no, I don't want to watch Walking Dead. But I'm like, actually, Walking Dead looks pretty good this week, too. I still oh. watch that. So we watched Walking Dead and it was pretty good. Um, I was disappointed on last week's episode, but we can save that for tomorrow. Not. So not yesterday's episode, two weeks ago, or two Sundays ago, I should say. Okay. Is that what you're saying, that that one? Was it? No, it was What's-Her-Name's Farewell. Yeah, that was bad. And especially, I'll be honest, I saw, oh, well, spoilers. I'll just say I saw what I thought would be one thing to have happened, and it this the farewell was not what I expected. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's fitting. But yeah, I, I said the same thing. So we spent the whole episode focused on this. I really did not need 60 minutes of it. It wasn't that good. Yeah, right. And then like, you know, this, this, the, the surprise, I get that, you know, you can only have so many, I guess, subplots or whatever, but like the fake nice guy. You know, that's not really a nice guy. Has that happened on Walking Dead before? Has anyone ever been that guy? I kind of feel like that's, that's been, I don't know. Or maybe it's just like the crazy I was being sarcastic. I feel like that happens every, every four episodes. There's a new one of those guys. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean. And then somehow they're absolved of everything. Like, uh, what's his face? The, um, the priest. Oh Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. What? what um, oh, you love that. I can't think of his name now. Oh my god, I can't either. Uh, Who cares? He's he's annoying yeah. too. Whatever. Yeah. And you know he was such a good guy. Oh, then he's the bad guy that tries to get them all killed. But now he's one of their leaders, and you're like, okay, right. God. Bless I heard him. they introduced uh, last night a new comic book character, though. I'm trying to think who got introduced last. Oh. A new character that's from the if you're not so I have due to like spoilers and what have you some familiarity and I went oh okay cool so I, I knew this was coming yeah oh okay but yeah a new character was you, at least if you don't know anything you just go who the hell is this yeah, yeah new character new me. setting new yeah. environment okay that's cool well especially I'll get to it eventually I get to it eventually. Yeah, you'll it, it. I mean, to your point. Well, I shouldn't say to your point. Last to your disappointments. I don't think it's as riveting as any of them have been, but it was. Um, I don't know. It's good to. I feel like it's good to kind of have some notable things taking place because of how bad later seasons have been. 
that said, I almost, yeah. I it might just be me drinking, uh, not drinking the Kool-Aid, but me just going, okay, I'm committed to this. Right, like wanting it to be good. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Enjoyed last night's episode. Next week. Right. It, I feel like with the stupid show, you're going, oh my God, how many new things can we introduce? How is Negan still a thing? Yeah. And yep, here we go. They are in a new place with new people. What's going to happen? All right. Oh, Alexandria, Hilltop. What do you know? Yeah. So oh, Gabriel, well, Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. That's what I, th- I thought, but I didn't want to sound like an That's idiot. <laughs> it's um, like, we just got to finish the show. I don't care how many more seasons they do. I'll watch all of them. You know, it's, they're going to do it forever. Yeah, that, this, show, that show banks for AMC, man. I thought it wasn't doing so well. They better figure it out then. It's, I don't it's know. Just, I, zombies pull. That's true. Oddly so. relevant in the world right now, too. <laughs> hey, did you see what... Uh, um, a person named Clay Travis tweeted this evening. No, I don't even know who Clay Travis is. I Country either. singer or football player? I didn't either until just today. Okay. I don't know. He's a Fox sports guy. Oh God. But okay. he's got a great idea. Let me find it here real quick. He's got a great idea for a golf tournament. Okay. So you've heard the, you've heard the rumors about this tiger versus Phil part two thing, because I guess the first one was so good. Yeah, that, Phil, uh, that working on it. Yeah, that, yeah, that Phil Phil's working on a, a, another episode or whatever. Um, so Robert uh, Lusitich, right? I think that's how you pronounce that. Good by me. He he tweets that um, Tiger Tiger Phil might be happening as a pay per view event, but the caveat is that each would have a partner, and two names being mentioned are Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. No. Okay. Interesting. Not interesting. Whatever you want to do with it. I didn't watch the first one because I didn't really have an interest in it. But um, so he tweets that this guy Clay Travis. He he retweets it with the comment: "This would be phenomenal, but shouldn't be pay per view event. Should be on TV or streaming for everyone." And then he starts a thread, and the thread goes like this: <laughs> If the PGA wanted to get really smart. They would set up a 64 golfer NCAA tourney style bracket golfer versus golfer head to head with seeds and play all the way to a crowning champ who would win a massive payday. Hmm. <laughs> what are the PG? So yeah, I guess it, the PGA tour has never done anything like that before either. <laughs> right. Like the, what, like the, like the tournament that was supposed to happen last week. Oh yeah. You know what? The European tour should consider doing that too oh wait you mean right the volvo masters or i don't know what it is but <laughs> yeah he did say his only difference was that the final four would be at augusta like okay so some of the comments some of the replies are like terrific idea i'd like to add that they should play it in austin and i wonder if dell would sponsor <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's funny as i'm giving it credit for but i love that it was like they all just all the whole thread is that way. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of great. But um, and I think Ryan Ballinger kind of um, kind of dunked on him a little bit because he he basically did the exact same thing, but he was describing the Ryder Cup. <laughs> oh so, yeah, yeah. 
it was pretty it was pretty entertaining to say the least i liked it it was like a little just a breath of fresh you know jerk face golf i say even when golf's not happening don't worry <laughs> huge golf guys can find and a usually, way usually i give people the benefit of the doubt like well you know maybe they don't know because i've done that i've you know i'm sure i've i know i've had ideas or i've had whatever that's like oh yeah that thing already exists right like yeah but uh but this guy i think deserves every bit of it and the other thing too is like he hasn't even said like oh i didn't realize that was a thing or he didn't even he hasn't even tried to like defend his thread which is even more like dude so i guess he stands by it he stands by the idea that's his idea I had some replies to that and why he didn't that I'm just going to keep to myself. <laughs> That's uh I can't. Yeah. yeah. Did any, like, I don't know any, did you notice any replies from any major golfers or anything? No, it was all just kind of people just kind of giving them a hard time. What would you do for this event with Tiger and Phil? Because it's not it's not interesting how they did it at all. And I think the story about Jake Owen telling him he wanted his hundred dollars back and Phil just gave him his gave him the money out of his pocket, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and I'm not a, again clarify for people who if I haven't said this on the podcast, I've definitely said it on our YouTube show. But uh, I am not a Phil guy, but I respect him in the places where it's deserved and. Yeah, that Jake Owen story is a good one. Look it up. I don't don't need to go through it here, but I don't really know. I was sitting there going, "Actually, be cool." Yeah, don't give him Peyton and Brady. It's just so cheesy, and you know, like, oh god. I just don't. How much are we gonna? How much are we gonna shove Tom Brady and Peyton Manning down the the general American sports enthusiast's throat? And especially given how golf is a world sport right they the europeans tune in to our tour and follow our tournaments as well because their favorite players might be on it yeah what do they care about tom brady and peyton manning you know right i know but i think that's a very american thing to do take phil take tiger and they get a partner give them you know maybe uh Phil can take Ricky and Tiger. Yeah, takes that's Rory. what I was gonna say. Yeah, well, that's that, that, yeah. that's that skins game they did that wasn't good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, it was the four of them against each other, but all yeah. okay. So you've added four pro golfers that are marketable. So yeah, I don't know what you do to make the Phil Tiger thing better. Um, I, I don't know that you can. Well, I, I think, don't know I think... if I need them. Let's be honest, right now with golf, I don't know if I need them to. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's you're right. We're thirsty. We're thirsty. But I, I would. We've talked about this though. Like, give me like when we talked about um, Hovland and uh, Beef, right? And like how naturally entertaining those two guys were. I was gonna say, like, don't give us Tiger and Phil. Give us like yeah, Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler playing left-handed. Right, right. Or, yeah, man, like, let's have fun with it. I don't know. And then do the whole damn thing for charity. Did, did they do it for charity last time? They did, right? I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, okay. And it was a weird thing where it's like, instead of making it $10 million, it was 8 Or, you know, remember that? The dollar amount Yeah, that's weird. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I saw that tweet, the original tweet where he's like, yeah, I'm working on it. And I got excited for a second where I, w- I was thinking, in my, it didn't process 
it's 2.0. I went, oh, I'm, I'm kind of looking. That'll be fun. All right, cool. And I went, oh, wait, no. Yeah. Not, uh, no. And it's not real. I just, you know, I don't, I don't have any, any interest in it. And I suppose, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably an outlier. We're both probably outliers in that sense, but uh, I just don't. It's not real to competition. Fair, I think out, the joy outliers in golf period. So yeah. shocker, the, we don't. The joy, care. In, the joy in those two guys is really about them winning a tournament. Like the fun of it is watching those guys like win, like win. Not or one know. little like zing here and there where oh Phil got caught being clever. Tiger said his one funny line. Yeah. You know, a little quip. Yeah. Give you four hours of them. They're not, they're not, they're not that entertaining, especially if they're not playing well, which given the state of things, they're not going to play well. Right. And again, I'm okay with that. If they're entertaining, it's just the combo's not there for them. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. I I saw your, um, your guy Riggs uh, raised a bunch of money too. Did he? Yeah. So he, he did a really cool thing. So actually Pinehurst, um, to their credit, you know, they're trying to take care of their employees. And, and so they're auctioning off all these kind of experiences, which is just brilliant. And one of those was, um, playing around with rigs on like Pinehurst. I don't think, Oh, so what I saw, you had the, it was like a six day escape mirroring or a six day, uh, trip. You play all the courses mirroring Riggs's escape trip. Fast escape. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, there's another one where you play with him. You're going to play against him. It's Riggs versus you. Like, he does Riggs versus A-hole or whatever. So, Tommy, so, no way Tommy O'Connell from my website listens to this, but I'm going to figure out how... Oh, the auction's already over. Yeah. Man, I'm going to win it for him. He loves Riggs. Dude, and it wasn't even that... I mean, 10 Just grand? Kidding. He hates Riggs. Oh, does he? Oh. Yeah, Riggs is insufferable. Yeah, but actually, I thought it was a good thing. Yeah, I don't. I and mean, so the charity thing's great. Well, it's, yeah. right. um, providing for I'm not, I'm hesitant to call it charity, but providing for those employees I support, and I think it's cool. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think it's cool. I hmm, I have a lot of thoughts both directions, and <laughs> what I've seen with this world of right now, hey, support these people, support those people. And it's like, listen, Riviera Country Club, go fine. All you rich members support support these people. I'm not kicking in the GoFundMe no. Riviera Country Club employees. No, 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 no. Yeah. My local GoFundMe for the Chicago restaurant workers. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. or whatever. But it's sort of like just all this donating to. I mean, there's stuff like Red Cross and that'll like take care of coronavirus and medical things. I'm for, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, we right now we have to support our local communities and I guess the greater cause. And I, 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 I want, there's too many, like, let's face it, especially on my salary, there are too many people out there for me to be like, you know what? I got to just donate to all these other people who like, who need their jobs kept afloat and oh uh united center arena staff or well fine they got taken care of boston arena staff because the celtics and the bruins owners are jerks like 
Yeah. How many of these can I do? And Pine. So I think yeah. Pinehurst. I like what Pinehurst did because it wasn't so much uh, just give money to these people. It right. said, you know what? Right. You can stay in Donald Ross's house for two nights and play three rounds of golf, and we're going to donate the money to charity. Like that's cool. Right. I you know it's the auctioning things off. Hey, I will buy that. That you know that's a it's yeah. a it's the same end game, I guess. But there's it just makes more sense. Yeah. Because somebody's going to take that trip and do it anyway. Like, well, if I'm going to do it, might as well put it toward a good cause. Totally. But my yeah, so my, my beef with the Pinehurst one though was like Riggs is a hats off to him and how he's what he's done with golf at Barstool Sports. I will not deny that. And I think early on, Dave Portnoy, El Prez, polarizing figure, was calling him and the other golf guys the Boondoggle Boys because they figured out how to turn this into while everybody's stuck in the middle of winter. They're down in Florida, yeah, yeah. hanging around with Tiger Woods and. Kevin Kis- Kevin Kisner and living the dream must be nice, but it, you know, in the name of uh, the website, so right. I can't. Uh, I can go on and on for days. You know, there's about four play. <laughs> it's it must. I tell you what, if you and I had the opportunity to have the momentum and foundation of Barstool Sports to do golf media, it'd be a different thing. It, I oh, think, for sure. In a lot of ways, they are not great at that job. I love during the major tournaments and events how they get roasted. Like, you're the golf guys. That's what you're there for. And yeah, it's day one of the Ryder Cup with a lot of action. And there's zero blog. Right. There right. are zero blogs. None. There right. are none to be read. Great. It must be nice to go, this is my job. I just don't do it. And next week, you get to expense a trip to Augusta. Right. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. No, there's certainly, um, I mean, they've got the megaphone. That's for sure. And now I'm curious. So Tommy asked me this the other day. He goes, hey, so Riggs was basically quarantining at Pinehurst. So how does Riggs quarantine himself at Pinehurst? And I don't I don't see, especially right now, Pinehurst foot in the bill for him to come down there for a week and just do the damn thing. So I'm still curious how, how that. I'm sure I, that barstool is paying for it. I don't, yeah. At least for I mean, now. I'm sure they figured out something. He, you know, hey, again, hats off. He's turned it into quite the thing there. They sell a ton of golf merch. They put those tournaments together that are massive. So there is a sense of bitterness and jealousy. Let's be honest. I'll, I'll admit it. But I, you know, game recognizing game. I, I applaud his exploit, but it's just oh, so unpalatable to me. Yeah, I think. Um... I've listened, I listened to one episode of their show and I was like, wow, this is it. Huh? This is the number one golf podcast in the country. Yeah. It's so bad. It's All so right. bad. Okie doke. Yeah. But you know, uh, he's raising money for, for some employees. So that's him in a uh, nutshell. Thought, he, does, he does a lot of actually pretty impressive, good things for the site. Not even just with golf, but the, I don't know how to explain it. The waiting of it for every good thing. I feel like yeah. he does something ridiculous, <laughs> it. but it just right. weighs so much more. Yeah. So, so I don't know, whatever. Hey, yeah. good for them. Keep, keep doing it. Maybe one day we'll make a ton of money doing it with them and we'll have a, they just, you know, them. remember when they come calling saying, Hey guys, 
We want you to be the new, you know, four play pod, you know. Except, you know, that place would like it. They'd be like, oh, even better. You don't like the people we currently have. Right. And you're going to create drama <laughs> right. over it. Perfect. Perfect. Right. We're going to put his, you guys together as much as possible. His main content is he goes to, I mean, private courses, public courses, resort courses, everything. And he'll post something like Riggs versus the eighth hole at Spyglass. And you're right. like, I don't care how you played yeah. on these holes. And of course, it's always, oh, it's like a bogey, whatever. And I go, I bet you that thing's edited and he probably shot like 12 <laughs> on him. And then if yeah. it's like, if he does and he's like, oh, he shot an eight, I don't want to watch that. Right. And then I go, right. I don't want to watch any of this. Right. So some of it, you know, I have a total stoolie. And then that's funny. I'm a Barcelona sports guy. I'll admit it. Uh, I'll have a someone who's like a big stoolie and a golf guy. I'm like, check this out. And it'll be one of his videos of him playing a hole. I go, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to watch that. I have, there's far more, far fewer things on the internet that I have, that I have less interest in. Do you watch any, uh, do you watch any golf content? I watch Scratch TV's golf content quite a bit. Um, okay. Dude, I have a blog post about a Barstool a foreplay pod video helping me with my wedge yips. There's a video of Kisner helping oh, that's right. Pirelli, that's the right. pizza guy, yeah, helping him. And it was, it was good guy. stuff. Like they have, yeah. it's in there. And so I can't say their golf content's never caught my eye and I've never watched it. I just think yeah. the guy, their editing's good. I A lot of it's it's like I think well, the production is very good for the, the most wrong, part. Yeah. The wrong bros on it. Yeah. That's their bit though. I mean, that's their whole thing. No, I don't I'll, I'll take bros. I fine. I don't love the bro culture in general. I've got no patience for bros. But give give me some <laughs> some like I don't know, they're just not the right bros. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> but whatever. Describe your oh hey, you know what I wanted to ask you? Because we left off, we left Friday, I think it was, on a cliffhanger. Maybe it was Thursday. But your son was gonna go and explore the attic. <laughs> so what did he discover the treasures of the attic? So what did we find up there? Actually. So for those did you find some, you find some uh some old clubs, some vintage clubs up there? No vintage clubs. <laughs> but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to tell a story without divulging too much, too much detail about our, our lives. Um, <laughs> you wanted there, to get the kid to go to sleep and you, you bribed him with a trip to the attic. And so we That's went up in the attic and I couldn't help myself. So we don't have a ton of, you know, like wood, wood covering in between the studs. So you can only so walk like, around and yeah. so much up there. The rest is insulation. Well, he thinks it's sand and he asked me if he can play it. And I'm like, well, no, because I don't want oh, you to God. get asbestos poisoning. Um, <laughs> and then I'm trying to explain how he'll fall through the ceiling. And now my, my yeah. seven-year-old daughter has to go up to in the middle of all this. Well, so as he's <laughs> in a safe spot, I can't help myself. Um, well, though the attic door is open, or it's just whatever you call it, right? Um I had to turn the light off just to see the reaction. <laughs> he did not like that. Um, but yeah. And then my wife goes, Oh, I think I have uh, the diaper, the old diaper bag up there. We, we have hand sanitizer in there. So I'm digging around looking at that. We didn't think, Oh yeah, this stuff expires. So yeah. yeah. Um, 
she's like, it should be good, right? I don't think the alcohol expires. It's probably like the ale. And I go, listen, I don't really think you might be right. You might be wrong. I don't think now's the time to experiment to be with, testing. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any scientific equipment to verify the effectiveness of this. So why don't we just not mess with it? So, <laughs> well, it's better than nothing. I'm like, no, it isn't. It's nothing. Um, but as I was digging through that diaper bag, there was like random baby toys in there. And then I found a Raphael Ninja Turtle and he was pretty pumped about that. He's like, can I bring nice. this down? I said, that's, that's a treasure right yeah, there. I was like, yeah, you absolutely can. For sure. But yeah, um, I couldn't tell you if the attic was everything he was hoping it would be. It seemed like an uneventful trip other than finding Raphael. So yeah. we're fast forward. <laughs> uh, my son's three. He's a typical three-year-old. And I don't, I mean that in a very not endearing way. He's a sweet boy, but three-year-olds are the worst. Right. <laughs> um, so he's always like, Oh, I'm scared of my room, which is like the least scary place in the world. And it's a control thing. He's like, he, I have to lay on his floor while he falls asleep every night. And my wife is not an acceptable option if I'm home. So okay. I texted you. I was going to be, you know, like I yeah. shoot for eight 30. I, think I, I don't remember. I, I do remember what I called him. I'm not going to repeat it, but I had choice yeah, words. No, don't, yeah. Um, so sometimes, I mean, I'll be laying, and you know this from recording, I'll be laying on his floor for an hour and he won't yeah. fall asleep. And I'll, or I, you know, I'll try to sneak out and he's like, he'll literally be like, lay down. Say, yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so sorry, tonight, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Or I'm like, oh, I'm just, I just have to go pee. Oh no, I, I'll be right back. He goes, and if I do try to leave, he's out in three seconds. We start over. Right. So tonight, I kind of peer up. And there's a night light in his room, so I can see he's asleep. All right, I'm making my move right on time. I didn't see it, and sure enough, as I was starting to open the door, I kicked Raphael. <laughs> so everybody knows this, your typical plastic. The, yeah the size ninja turtle goes sliding across the wood floor into something and he sets up lay down and i was like hey uh i'll be right back i just gotta go check something every now and then you'll catch him kind of groggy and he can't process it and he does just lay down yeah. and he sits up further he's like you lay down i'm scared you go here now okay fine so good old Raphael out of the attic oh, me 10 man. more minutes in his room yeah, it's amazing. So, have you guys have you guys decided what the next bribe will be? Uh, Are you gonna go? Do you have a garage? Do you have an attic in the garage or something? Or no? Well, I have you know like a kind of like a more of a loft, if you will. So shelving okay. that's up in the ceiling. Sure. Um, he knows that too well. And that that'll be a commitment because that's where like. Uh, my old Legos and stuff are things that he'll be like, Oh, I need these now. I go, no, no, no. Those are, I am saving those for a rainy day when you're of an age, you can handle these. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean protecting my treasures. I more mean it like he's three, he's not doing regular Legos yet. Do you have the, uh, do you have the old school Legos that didn't have like, they weren't themed. They were themed, but they weren't licensed. Yeah. Okay. So you'd have like, right. uh, you'd like just build a house. Well, I, I had like a, a, you know, a pirate base, uh, space yeah, yeah. police stuff. And yeah. Um, do you have I'll all the instructions still? Some of them, if not, oh, I man. do have them somewhere, but you can get them all online now. 
Oh, can he really? Because yeah. I've got a big, I've got a huge, I was a huge Lego guy, man. We, we could, we, back in the day, we probably could have done, you know, when we were like 10, 11 years old, we could have done a sweet Lego podcast. I mean, we could probably still do one. <laughs> I, can, I was sort of like, oh, really? what kind of cash offer do you need for those Legos? Um, <laughs> I got a huge bin, huge, huge oh, bin. I can't wait till that's a thing he's into. Um, the, I, I have one. It's true box. though, man. Like my kids played with my, with my Legos. It was great, but I took them back. I'm like, no, no, these are mine. I'm, gonna keep them. <laughs> I'm not judging because that will be me one day. My kid, my son will be like, dad, can I have these for my kids? I'm like, no, you can have them when they're coming to grandpa's house. Right. They'll be here waiting for them. And they'll, they'll just be, be like playing with them and mixing characters. But like, that's not how the instructions go. <laughs> My wife would be like, God, you are the worst human. I know. <laughs> but so I had, I forgot about, they had this like, um, Polynesian, uh, tribal themed set at some point when I was a kid or, you know, like groups. Was it like sets. an Island set? Yeah. Like palm trees? Yeah. And, you know, I'm talking like war paint, right. grass skirts, everything sure. kind of a deal. Oh yeah. And I just forgot about <laughs> one day I was up on the ladder getting something down and I see the box and just like, it's a clear box. So just plastered face forward on the side of right <laughs> pressed up against it as one of these guys. And I'm looking at it going, there's no way they get away with this out. This is so like racially yeah. inappropriate or insensitive. <laughs> like, Hey, these uh, tribesmen and we're going to make a right. play set. They're like, you can't do this. <laughs> Oh man, oh. but old Legos, they were the best. I oh yeah, there was like this black, gray, green, and red space police set. Or I should say, theme, probably early nineties. And oh my god, to this day, I probably <laughs> I still think they're probably the coolest Legos ever made. <laughs> but even these things we thought were these big, wild, advanced sets now. Just, I mean, I have in my office here this millennium falcon and yeah some of these sets and they're smaller than those old ones but just how solid they are and the engineering is so advanced yeah yeah, yeah. so legos i wonder how they designed them back in the day because now it's probably just a computer program right like they, they throw right. something in illustrator or cad or whatever and then you know some program probably assigns bricks that like, okay. and that's sort of like all right for this to be structurally sound you're going to need to integrate all this in these places yeah if you told me we we're gonna be talking legos on this <laughs> boy you know without with, without much golf happening we can't you know we can fill it i'm waiting just gone like 45 minutes on you kind of talked yeah. about the stop motion masters legos I mean, no everybody and their mothers already talked about it who cares yeah that's we've seen that it's and great it's super cool god bless them it was super cool for the like 30 seconds I watched it. You know, like it was cool. We're done with it. Right. Um, so all the other golf things I really have. Uh I got my paint markers today. I'm I'm switching over from uh model paints that I used to use to try and I use them to repaint my vintage Hogan's, these testers enamel paint markers, and they work great. So I'm gonna try them on this uh Scotty Cameron putter. Uh, refresh. I won't call it a restore. Refresh project I'm on, which um, I don't know why I'm having a bunch of ums here. Like I got a lot of philosophical things to say, and this is a very <laughs> complex subject. 
I might. So I worked out. Think my, about what you want to say about your putter. I don't have time. I got to speak off the <laughs> top of my head here. I'm not writing an essay. Uh, I should have bad the bachelor's right. You're like one of your college final papers, and it's just every three words. Um, um, like, I'm writing it as I thought. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> so I've been working on that. I decided I was going to take this old putter I restored. Scotty Cameron studio style Newport loved them back in the day when I was a kid and couldn't get them, you know? Uh, sure. And I decided I'm going to, while I'm here in coronavirus, I'm going to strip it of all of its paint. I'm going to clean it up and make it sparkle again. And then I'm going to repaint it back to the original colors when I restored it. Well, my markers came for that today. So uh, I got my, my polishing, on the buffing wheel done today, but I didn't really like how it came out. So then I got a little finer and threw some old Brasso on it, which is like, uh, for those who don't know, a metal. Yeah, what is Brasso? They make it for specific metals, but they have sort of a, to use on this, on any metal, like a generic version of it, but some metal polisher. Okay. And uh, it's it's what I, I actually use the same, tin of it when i did it the first time 10 years ago i still have it because it's the only thing I've ever, i ever really use it on um so i took that and the dremel out and fine-tuned it it's oh, looking pretty wow. good now it's time to paint my markers came right on time but more importantly with my paint markers i'm ready to get to work on your vintage mcgregor irons and make yeah. them a beauty for you that I like to hear. I'm just waiting. So the, the, does the paint marker, do they come in like full rainbow? I don't want to talk about my color options too much because <laughs> okay. I don't want you to either feel like, oh, okay, that's not too bad. No matter what, that's survivable. Or right. like, I don't want you to, I, the, the more you, the less you know, the better. Because if right. you, if it's right. too much, it, like, I don't, I don't, it wouldn't be fun to me if you were too like, oh, geez, this is going to get out of control and be too wild. And I'm a little worried. And it wouldn't be fun if you're going, this isn't that concerning. This right in the sweet spot of, I don't even know. That's right. what Just I want. Keep me in the dark until the reveal. Right. The big reveal. Right. And yeah, I have I'm different dead. ideas. I, uh, I, I, again, I, I hope the final outcome is this isn't what you want them to be. You, but you're, you're like, but I, I would them. prefer my irons don't look like this, but the bit's kind of funny. Yeah. And I can, I, I can at least live with it for some time because I can, people can go, what's wrong with your golf clubs? And I'll have to explain it to them. Right. <laughs> well, you see, there's this, I'm on this podcast and, you know, we've been on lockdown right. and, you know, he wanted to be funny. He lost his he lost his damn mind is what it came down to. He painted him. He thought it was funny. I you should hear it. You can go back and listen. We recorded this podcast on Monday, March thirtieth, two thousand twenty. Released it on the thirty first. So when you're looking for it, day twelve, you can hear it. This kid was dejected, losing his mind. So I just said, you know what? He went on an eight minute rant about how people are the worst. Yeah, and that's the guy that I let restore my i said if this keeps so whose fault is it (laughs) if this keeps him off the ledge paint him whatever colors you want all right right. (laughs) the thing is i I could see maybe not keeping good track of what i'm doing and going oops i just painted them normal 
Right, right. Then you get, all of a sudden you're going to get serious about it. You're like, no, you know what? I'm doing it. I'll be sitting there going like, ah, oh, God, I just don't like how it's coming out and doing all this fine touch of going, dude, you're not, you're like, you just painted the McGregor logo fluorescent pink. You know, it's, <laughs> who cares? So are, the, I have more, are the markers like fine tipped? Like, how does that work? Um, no, don't you remember though? Like think of when you were a kid, if you got a set of paint markers for something and you'd have to kind of like push down on them to get the paint to feed. Okay. So you can get pretty good depending on what you're painting. Sometimes you just sort of draw over it like a marker. Yeah. It's such a small thing. You could maybe hear it through the mic there where I was simulating (laughs) as me drawing on my desk with my finger. Um, so if it's a small, like a small letter or number, right? You just kind of paint on it or draw on it like a marker, like you would on a piece of paper. But if you have to fill in like a cherry bomb on a Scotty Cameron putter with, you know, they have the three bombs in the cavities. Right. You'd have to almost just like press it down a bunch of times to get a big glob of paint to go in there and then just use a marker to sort of settle it. At least that's what I've been doing. Okay. And I, I don't know if I said this yesterday, but I love that. I went, oh, I'm doing this putter project. And I mean, to be honest, we haven't done anything in so long that all my paint was dried up. Mm-hmm. And right now, nothing open. Finding new paint is nearly impossible. Going to get paint is not an option. So right. I started looking on Amazon, and we're talking quarter ounce jars of model paint are $7 plus $4 shipping. I'm not paying $11 <laughs> for what normally is $2 at Michael's or Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Or the maybe I'll pay three dollars for it at my local mom and pop hobby store, right? Yeah. So um, I ended up finding these markers at an okayish price, but the key was their Amazon Prime, and I did a little research and like, well, they're about as good as it's gonna get. I'm okay with it. And then it dawns on me late last night. I went, wait a minute. Every time I've been over in England, hanging out at Scott Redmond Concepts headquarters, not a big deal. Jesus. The paint f- talk about a humble brag. Oh, it's no, it's not humble. It's a brag. <laughs> uh, I'll usually take, have some, he'll have something for me to work on just for the fun of it. And I'm holding here in my hand that no one can see a Damascus keychain he stamped up for me. And I had to bring home and like finish off all the edging and stuff. But we were just sitting around and he's like, Yeah, why don't you just paint it? And all he, I mean, 99% of the time what he uses for paint is just nail polish. And it, yeah. it's not, not all nail polishes are created equal for this. Yeah. I've learned, so I don't know what I'd have, but said, Oh, I forgot about that. I could have literally just gone into my wife's <laughs> linen closet and raided her nail polish. So probably like, first I need to do my nails. Then I'm going <laughs> to use this to paint the putter. Do you, do you put anything like you, do you put acrylic on over it after you've painted or is it, is it just good the way it is? If you use enamel, it's pretty good the way it is. Oh, okay. People, I'm fascinated I by the whole people, thing. Some people do clear coats and stuff and every time I've tried to do it, it never comes out good. And every time I've not done it, it's been fine. So okay. paint, it's pretty easy. Maybe one day I'll teach you. I'll say if only, I'm, if only I'm so lucky. I'll say Uncle Chris, come over to Uncle Bill's house. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. Post <laughs> lockdown. 
we're doing, we're going to do it. It's, it's a, instead of like a, what do they do? Like a wine and paint thing. We'll just do like beer and paint. <laughs> yeah. We go to those like little stores, get wasted off right. wine with a bunch of, bunch of girls and bunch of, yeah. pottery or like a Bob Ross picture. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. We'll just do like irons and putters. Right. Right. That actually sounds pretty fun to me. I'm not going to lie. Sounds pretty great. Painting golf clubs is a good time until you've done it a bunch. And you're like, yeah, this isn't fun. See, it's not, it seems like it's be super therapeutic. You know, it's like, it's like better than like I, for, for me, when I, when I clean my clubs or if I'm marking golf balls or something, like it feel, it's just like a, you get empty your brain and just kind of go and so do. That's like, so and I, I feel use, like that's how that is. I use gripping clubs as an example of that, right? Yeah. You, that's a good example too. Yeah. It's May 15th. You've been playing golf for a month and a half around here, let's say. And it's dawning on you where you went, man, I know I put new grips on like in August last year, but geez, these are trash. Well, because you forget you're still swinging clubs at the dome or whatever in the winter. Right. Or in your right. case, all the cool indoor simulator places. And you go, That's I right. need some new glo- some new grips. So you go out to your garage, in my case, or in your case, you go on your 46th floor <laughs> uh, balcony. And yeah. You regrip your irons, have a have a soda or two, and it's it is it's therapeutic. It's nice. It's nice, yeah. But then when you have, you know, your body's like, uh, I don't want to grip my clothes. Hey, can I just give you these and you grip them? Uh, and you're like, yeah. Even maybe it's uh, if only you weren't so nice, Bill. If you just weren't such a nice person, <laughs> maybe if it's like December. I don't know. That's a bad example because it's so cold. But all right, so say it's. June and yeah, it's just something I can do while I'm outside. But when you're, you have six buddies doing it, or in my case, I'll, I'll just say people who are going through golf. I'm a big golf WRX classifieds guy. I'm gonna buy a bunch of stuff, okay? and you you can just regrip it. You have the stuff. I'm like, no, I don't. Like twice a year for a therapeutic session sounds good to me. When I start having to regrip right. clubs constantly and especially when they're not mine yeah i don't enjoy it and painting's not too dissimilar when i'm painting just to finish something that's unenjoyable and i'm like you know i really think i want to take this putter that i like of mine and just want to give it some new character and i know i want these colors like yeah that's kind of fun yeah uh the hogan irons were easy and they were fun but when you start getting into I use the cherry bomb reference for Scotty Cameron. That is a lot of paint to fill those bombs and mm-hmm. you get, to get it clean and it come out looking even and smooth. Isn't easy. Others might tell you otherwise, but I've never found it to be easy. And then yeah. when it dries and all of a sudden it has bubbles in it or it somehow wrinkled you're like no and you got to clean it all out and it, that's a nightmare and start over it sucks but uh it's another one of those things it's nice to be able to have in your arsenal things you can do on your own yeah i mean it's something golfy at this point i mean i got nothing man i'm over here in the golf desert now's exactly i've now- got my i've got my putt out that's it <laughs> i want to get into that debate um <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, so yeah, now's the time and that's exactly what I'm doing and I'm enjoying it so far uh, because it's something to do. I need the golf release 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if you have some guy who's just like, you know, um, I just willy nilly. It, it takes time. It doesn't just happen in three seconds, especially with putters with a lot of paint work. Yeah. Hey, can you? Uh, would you? Would you mind just? I want to do it like a bears colors. You're like, no, it's. If you were to be like, hey, I'll give you a twelve pack, and you for your time, yeah, okay, fine. But it's more of a, it's more of a social enjoyment thing, you know. Right. Right. But. And it's I try to explain to people all the time. Working on golf clubs for me is fun in doses, but when if somebody's like, "Here, I got a bunch of golf club work for you," I'm not like, "Oh boy!" Right. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. All right. We found. By the way, way um, oh, yeah, no, man, if, go ahead. If the uh, if my grips are a little worn, you know, feel free. But see, I would. Well, especially <laughs> now, if you were to be like, "Hey, will you grip club?" Like, if you if you said to me. Hey, I have this pile of new Lambkin grips. Actually, Josh Rivera has a pile of new Lambkin grips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were to say to me, I have this pile of Lambkin grips, I'll tell you what, I'll do my review with them on those vintage irons. If I send those to you, would you put them on for me? I would do it in a heartbeat. I'd be like, yeah, sure. And I would enjoy it. Yeah. So I don't think it's a straightforward context, but right Got now, it. especially like, yeah, that's an hour outside and clearing my not thinking about coronavirus and not thinking right. about right if i'm gonna get it or not you know and oh i didn't yeah. did i sanitize my hands after handling that cardboard box from amazon enough i don't know oh man can you believe that god i don't want to get on that no. i don't want to talk about that no we started the show off enough with coronavirus we've gone so long we've gone like 50 minutes without even worrying about it yeah it's so wonderful it felt good now you know where i get these like <laughs> cathartic thoughts where i'm like you know what man listen yeah. things to say about this nope no i'm just gonna stop <laughs> all right well i think we've covered i think we've covered uh the gambit today yeah. um hey thanks for uh chris thanks for turning my day around a little bit hey man that's what i'm here for bro couple golf bros Bruh. look at us <laughs> golf bros all right everyone that's day 12 <laughs> keep your heads up stay safe just be patient. Like I, we'll said, figure it out. I said earlier, things will be better. It's worrying that it's just, it's going to be a long, a long haul. There's going to be a lot of bad news. Let's just take care of ourselves. Take care of each other. Things will, things will get back to a livable state soon. Well, not soon. They will get back to a livable state though. There is a right. better tomorrow. Until then we'll be here. You can listen an hour of rambling with us anytime you want and we love you including tomorrow including tomorrow chris <laughs> it's been a pleasure everybody right, we'll, see, we'll see you tomorrow later All right,